This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Welcome to Hour 2, and uh, we, we get to start up Hour 2. This is rock star stuff mm-hmm. right here. You know, this, Almost this, definitely. This is the United States Senator yeah. since since my senior year in high school. Yeah. And believe me, I feel like I'm an old person. Really? Yeah. The, my body, the way I, oh man, every day I'm like, somebody that's been working that long should be retired right by now, right? <laughs> you would think. Right. We go to the Kansas City Barbecue Pit Hotlines. We start Hour 2. We had uh, we had his opponent on a couple days ago, and, and now we welcome in the United States Senator from the state of Illinois, Dick Durbin. Dick, how are you? I'm pretty good. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I, I I know you know Courtney well. We've never met, but uh, it's it's you've uh, you've been doing this since I was a senior in high school. We're, we're, so you, <laughs> you got to be you got to be feeling this campaign thing. This is a really this is one heck of a year to be running for uh, for any office. This is the craziest campaign I've ever been in. <laughs> you know, politicians uh, by nature look for crowds and want to walk up to strangers and shake hands. You mm-hmm. can't do any of that. Yeah, right. You know, you spend your time at home. You do the Zoom calls. Uh, you send things out in the mail. It just isn't the same. Yeah, that's uh, tough. you know, being that that uh, senators are six six year terms, right? That's right. Just want to verify. I don't say anything too stupid. <laughs> you're not always running at the same year as a president. How how much different is it when when, when you're running at the same? You know, because obviously twelve years ago would have been a presidential year. So I mean, how, you know, it, it's it's an it's enhanced and sometimes for the good, maybe sometimes for the bad. Yeah, you're right. You never quite know. It just depends on which party's year it might be. If if a president of your own party's going to get elected, it helps you, gives you a mm-hmm. boost. The opposite's true. So you know, in in this circumstance here, uh, I saw it coming, and I thought you know it's, it's a good chance there'd be a good contest, and Democrats would have a good chance to win. So you know, it helps me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. T- tell me about your uh, your your uh, your run as as senator, and you can go back to your terms in House. You saw, uh, Dick Durbin served on the House, uh, the U.S. House Representative from eighty three to ninety seven before becoming a mm-hmm. senator. Uh, just tell me about some of the things you're most proud of. Well, I tell you, there's a lot of things. Some of it's local. I mean, there's a lot of things we did with Lake Decatur over the years and uh, things that we did building uh, roads. I can go back Brush College Road over there. And when yeah. I back when I was a member of the House, mm-hmm. it, it really made a difference in those days. But Decatur has been through an awful lot, I will tell you. Yeah. Uh, when I first ran, the unemployment rate was over 20%. It mm. was just awful. And you know it's it's had it's run a bad times uh, and tough times. Some pretty tough, resilient people, though. I'll tell you, good workers, good hard workers, uh, and if they're given a chance, uh, they'll do well. But it, they've had some challenges. Uh, we've got you know when you look at where we're going as a state, a lot of things you can say. One of the things that just came out clear to me in the midst of this pandemic is we have got to have broadband across our state. Every community's got to have quality access to the internet you just can't attract and keep a business without that and look at the school kids now what they're going through mm-hmm. some of the communities they just don't have broadband you know kids in some communities downstate illinois are parking in library parking lots at mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. so they can use their laptops and do their homework they just wow. don't have access at home well that's just unacceptable yeah. you know whether it's telehealth or business or education we've got to extend broadband it's just a must um, in addition to that, you, you mentioned school kids. COVID is going to be a big part of the conversation. I'm not necessarily trying to drag in a conversation about sports, but the governor isn't making every you know isn't making everybody happy. It's going to be torn. You're never going to make everybody happy anyway. Uh, where are you on the way we need to be going forward, just with COVID as a whole? Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you this. I, I know the governor and I supported him. 
He's got the hardest assignment in the world. He's got to get up every day and tell people bad news, mm-hmm. uh, particularly when things aren't going well. And we see the infection rate going up in our area. My wife just told me that over here in Sangamon County, we're at eight eight percent or something, mm-hmm. uh, and you know it, it's worse in other areas. And the, and the governor is just trying to figure out ways to, to beat it down. Uh, a lot of our hospitals and medical people are just worn out. Uh, you know, you've been at this for sure. eight ten months. Uh, and the governor's trying to find ways to control it. And he's concerned about sports, high school sports, and I can understand that. You know, I, I don't want these kids getting sick. This notion that it's just the flu, it's just a cold, they'll get over it. That's true for most, but not for all. Some right, of them are going to get sicker than than, uh, than you might imagine. And I, I understand he's just trying to keep us safe. He, I'll tell you what's tough is tough on businesses, you know, right. restaurants in particular. Absolutely. But other, other businesses, too. These folks have got their lives put into these places. I mean, I know these family restaurants, and it breaks my heart what they're going through. Uh, but, you know, we've got to figure a way to get through this. We're just not doing well with this this whole COVID situation. Uh, one way or another, uh, you're going to have half the country unhappy about who wins the presidential election. <laughs> Uh, you know, how, how, do, how do we start to mend fences? Because it needs to happen. We can't wait. We can't go four years of, of disagreeing on every single thing. I agree with you. And, and you know, I'm for Joe Biden. That's no surprise. Um, and I've known I've known the man for years, over mm-hmm. 20 years. And I, I know a lot about him. And the reason I, I choose him for that purpose is I know his temperament. I know his character. And I know that he is the kind of person that wants to heal wounds. He doesn't want to make it worse. He wants people to get together. Uh, and uh, we're not going to get the whole America singing to the same hymn. That isn't going to happen. But a lot of folks, if they come to realize that the White House, the president, cares about them, understands what they're going through, they may be a little bit more open to be part of the solution. I'm just hoping that. But you're right. The country is really terribly divided. Families are divided. Mm-hmm. There are people in families. Right. <laughs> I have un- unfriended a couple of relatives. <laughs> you know, things happen, and, and I think your listeners probably have stories just like that on both sides. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. I, I'm surprised I haven't. My, my family, we, we're doing all right. <laughs> we, we get mad about other stuff, not even connected to this. So. Right, uh, Senator Durbin. What are some of your goals once you're uh, reelected? First things first, coronavirus. We've got mm-hmm. to get this thing under control. We can't get the kids back in school and the economy roll until we do that. Uh, and I just think there are ways that we, we're going to be headed. I, I will give this credit <clears throat> credit to the president on the warp speed on vaccines. I mm-hmm. think he's doing the right thing. I think that was a good instinct on his part. We're not quite there, but we're headed there. Then we've got to make sure that uh, we have the medical equipment, which our hospitals and clinics need, doctors need. Uh, and we got to make sure, you know, I hope people, listeners are going to disagree with me, some of them are, but it ain't too much to ask to wear a darn mask mm-hmm. if it's going to protect you and the people around you. I mean, right. it's not too much to ask. And I just hope we can all kind of swing together on that. Mm-hmm. I, the, the big, conf- I don't even want to say confusion. I think just refusal to listen. I'm not asking to put a mask on for yourself. I don't care what you do for yourself. Make your own decision. We're asking to put a mask on for uh, for my grandma. Yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> or, or, or for you know, right. yeah. not even exactly for me. Right. Sometimes, you know, just mm-hmm. for uh, you know, for these people that I might know that that do have issues with uh, high risk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and most yeah. people, if you asked them like that, they'd go, "I get it." <laughs> but at the yeah. beginning, I think maybe people were dictated to, and 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 they didn't like how they were asked, and you just we've just got this such this, this horrendous split on whether this thing's real. And I don't know how much more. Proof it needs to be real, but well, I will tell you what. Interesting company on country. On one hand, we can pull together after nine eleven 
you know, George W. Bush got up there in that rubble and said they're going to hear back from us, and the whole country cheered. Democrats and Republicans were out singing God bless America on the steps of the Capitol. We came together, no questions asked. Yeah. But basically, we got this independent streak that says, you're telling me I have to do what? Yeah. You know, and that's when people would get pushed back. So yeah. I, I don't yeah. need to be dictated to. I'll make up my own mind. Yeah. So you got to balance those two things, getting the country together to get something done, the right thing done, versus our liberty. Yep, you've yeah. got that liberty. You've got that freedom. But use it wisely. And, and don't hurt anybody, innocent people in the process. That's the way I see it. Yeah, Senator, we reached out to Mark Kerr, and he was on the show this week. And and you know your opponent. You probably already know the things he he said negatively about you without even necessarily being prompted. You know, just like what things would you change? And 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 he goes into things. But I mean, you're in a position where you've been a senator since for 23, 24 years. Um, is the important thing? You know, you're not going to make everybody happy when you're making decisions. But but can you can you confidently say that you have? Uh, uh, I think Sue Shear said it this week. Can you confidently say that that every decision you've made uh, was representing your constituents, I guess, is, is one way to put it. I tried my best. And I will tell you, when, you, when you've done this for a number of years, you look back on things and say, I know more now. Mm-hmm. I know more now than I did when I cast that vote. Mm-hmm. And I, I would do it differently today. You know, Abraham Lincoln, they, they jumped on him once. And they said, Lincoln, you changed your position on an issue. He said, you're right. But I'd rather be right some of the time than wrong all the time. Yeah. And I'm, I think the same thing. I mean, life tells us that as individuals, raising a family, going to work, whatever you're doing, there's sometimes you just don't have all the facts right. And sometimes you just change your mind and say, I think things are a little different. I, I look at them a little differently than I once did. But you got to be honest about it. Don't try to mislead people. Tell them what you did and why you did it. And if you did something that you wish you could have have it over again, say it. I don't mm-hmm. think that's so hard hard to accept. Uh, I, I will just tell you, the coronavirus is number one. Number two is getting people back to work. And one of the things I mentioned, broadband, but infrastructure. Yeah. Man, when we put people to work building highways and airports and bridges and, and locks and dams, I mean, honest to goodness, when it's all over, there's a good paying jobs, money flowing back in the economy. And we build things that make a big difference for the long haul. Mm-hmm. That, that is the lesson of life, and we've got to get back to it. I just saw you. You're, you're an assumption guy. Yeah, sure. Am. I never knew that. Right. All along. <laughs> yeah, you were that close to us. I didn't realize that, you, this Ballotpedia website. Yeah. I'm like Assumption High School. I, yeah, I saw you went to Georgetown and and uh, just catching up on things I didn't know right about down you. The street. And, you know uh, what they did to my old high school, Assumption High School in East St. Louis Catholic Boys School. Oh, it was in East St. Louis. Okay, oh, not our Assumption. I was going to say, well. wait, you're from? No, no, okay. not, not Assumption, Illinois. This was down in East St. Louis. Well, they took my old high school and they sold it to the state of Illinois. And the state of Illinois turned my alma mater, my dear old high school, into a prison. Oh. It's a prison. <laughs> you, you might have it worse than me. <laughs> they are keeping the kids after school every night. <laughs> my, grade, is, <laughs> my, my grade school is closed. My, uh, my middle school is now an olive garden. <laughs> my high school is now a middle school, and uh-huh. even the first college I went, I you get a even the first college I went to closed. So, but, but that might be worse having 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 to be a prison. <laughs> That's quite an academic career. You can point. To. Yeah, like the one school left, it's like y'all better watch out at Richland. Senator Durbin, what's your secret? What's your secret sauce, man? Because everybody loves Senator Durbin. What's your white people, black people, Mexican people, all people love Senator Durbin. What's your secret sauce? You've been here for such a long time. Um, you know what? Serving. Uh, you know what I do? I never move to Washington. Never move to Washington. Mm. I go there to work, and I come home mm-hmm. every weekend, every single weekend. And you know, I think that's it. Raised my family here. I feel like I'm part of the community. 
I don't have to ask the pollsters by and large. I do ask pollsters, but I don't have to. What people are thinking, I, you know, I run into people. I see them at the, at the grocery store and, and wherever we used to go when we could go outside. Uh, you know, that I think is part of it. And the second part of, you know, we used to do tons of town meetings and we'd say to people, uh, we may disagree on this, but let's be honest with one another, how we feel and be respectful of one another when it's all over. Mm-hmm. And those were the basic rules, and, and, and they worked. And I think they worked for this part of the world. I like, uh, of course, I'm born and raised in Illinois, but I think Midwesterners have that quality about them. You know, there's some common sense built into it and common decency built into it. People believe in family and faith, and, and you know, that's what keeps people going. And I, I've tried to bring that to Washington where I could. I know where Courtney was going with that, but it'd be nice if everybody liked us. The people that the people that don't, the people that don't the people that don't like you. Do you like to hear from them? I mean, I would feel like I would want to hear from somebody that didn't like me, you know, because there might be just one misunderstanding. There might be something that they didn't know. Well, I can tell you, I I've got neighbors on my street, and I've lived in the same house over here in Springfield for over forty years. I got neighbors on my street who are wonderful people, smiling, greeting me, would never vote for me in a hundred Current signs in their yard. <laughs> in a hundred years. And I know that. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. I get it. You know, they're, they're kind and they're nice and, and they don't rub in my face and I don't rub it in theirs. We just disagree on some things. And sure. that's the way it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, understandable. Anything else you'd like to hit on? No, just to say I'm happy to be on your show. Nice of you to let me come on by and say a few words. Uh, just to all your listeners, and I'm sure among your listeners are some people who may not be voting for me. Whatever you're doing, vote, vote, mm-hmm. vote, for goodness Definitely. sakes. People gave their lives to give us the right to vote. We should never take it for granted. I mean, you can't complain if you don't at least get you know make, right. make your voice be heard in one way or another. And, and how about these folks standing in line for four hours and six hours? Thank goodness not around here, mm-hmm. but in other places. Standing in line, I'm thinking to myself, would I do that? Yeah, I would. Yeah. But you shouldn't have to sacrifice like that to vote. Absolutely. Uh, if you are legally entitled to it, it ought to be easy to do, mm-hmm. not hard to do. Right. Somebody's got a burning question they want to ask you. Where, where do you send them? Do you, have a, do you have an email address or an office website or Durban.Senate.gov. Durban.Senate.gov. There you go. Just get on there and and let us know what's on your mind. Hey, hey, Senator Durbin, simple question for you, because we've been talking about water on our show. (laughs) I've been trying to get my co-host to drink more water. What what flavor water do you like, and what candy do you chew the most? Yeah, it, it is almost it is almost Halloween. Oh, my goodness. You're asking me the hardest questions of all. <laughs> but I like M&M peanuts. I'll do that. I okay. think that's all right. good. All right. And water, I'll take, I'll take it right out of the tap. I think, honest <laughs> to goodness. <laughs> See, that's what, that's why I like that's him. He sounds like my, my great We know dad. you're over 50 now, though. Because <laughs> when, when some of us were growing up, that tap water did not taste good. <laughs> right. Back in the day, I think you're over. Well, I was lucky. Mine did. So that's good. That's what I grew up on. Hey, Back man. at Assumption by St. Louis, not. <laughs> I was about to be like, you went to Assumption? <laughs> you I'm, drink Assumption, Illinois water? <laughs> I'm glad he didn't tell us the prison thing before he said St. Louis, because I would have been like, wait a minute. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Uh, Senator Dermott, it's it's cool to talk to you. We appreciate yeah. you taking some cool time to come on with too. us. Have a good one. And, uh, you know, but we wish you all the best. Take yeah. care. So long, Senator. I, I wish, thank you. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.